Hi everyone, welcome to the Co-op's first community and shared value podcast. My name is Lisa Crane. I'm a member pioneer for Dander Hall, which is just outside Edinburgh in Scotland. Today I'm joined by Co-op Community Mission Manager Ed Powell, Hubbub Senior Creative Partner Tessa Trix, and Co-op Community Partnerships Fund Advisor Liz Greenwood. The two topics we're discussing today are our co-op and hubbub partnership and how we're bringing communities together to support mental well-being with Mind, SAMH and Inspire. So, uh, Tessa, and why are the co-op and hubbub actually partnering together then? Um, so Co-op and Hubbub have come together to create more community fridges. So essentially spaciouses where communities can share good food, access healthy and nutritious food and connect with each other and learn new skills. Community fridges provide really great environmental, social and financial benefits to local communities. So we're really excited to be working with the Co-op to, to create more spaces and the partnership set to save an expected 6.8 million meals a year from going to waste. Well, that's that's fantastic. Um, Co-op already works um, with uh, a lot of groups in the communities through our food share scheme um, to share out surplus stock from um, the stores that we um, can't sell at the end of the day and um, stop that from going to waste. So this is another fantastic partnership. So um, I'm sure a lot of people won't actually be familiar with Hubbub. So um, did you actually want to tell us a little bit more about um, the organisation and what you do? Um, so we're an environmental behaviour change charity. It's our ambition really to make actions that are good for the environment second nature so we do this by tapping into people's interests making things really fun and relevant day to day so we talk about the food that we eat the clothes that we wear and the neighborhoods that we live in and make it really easy for people to take positive action straight away that all sounds absolutely fantastic so um what really is the difference then do you think between um a food bank which a lot of us have been quite familiar with both before the pandemic and um, during it when, when people have perhaps found it harder to get access to food and what, what is the difference then between these food banks we're familiar with and a community fridge? Great question. So I'll start with what a community fridge is. So community fridges are spaces where everyone in the community can share surplus food, including donations from local food businesses, producers, households and local gardens. And at Hubbub, we coordinate the world's largest community fridge network. So to date, we are coming up to our 200th community fridge Um which we support through coordinating the network and making it easy for communities to set up um, by taking out some of the legwork, providing guidance on health and safety, how they should run, putting them in touch with one another, providing kind of best practice um, and equally kind of reduced fridge and freezer appliances. Um, So the network has just really gone from strength to strength over the last um, three years and has really been bolstered by co-ops support. Um, So I've touched on community fridges are so much more than the fridge. Uh, They provide access to food skills such as cooking and growing, budgeting, healthy eating advice, um, and in many cases can provide um, support around well-being or support for families so they really um, help to empower people to develop knowledge and skills that will enrich their lives Um, and for us you know at the moment we're really trying to support community fridges to increase their impact locally through developing further 
food and growing initiatives and initiatives like SharePoints that might support actually people to to reduce the environmental impact of um, their lives as well. So in terms of the difference for a food bank, um, hope that gives a taster, but they are they're very different. They differ in um, ambitions and they differ in the way that they function. So in terms of ambitions, um, our ambitions with community fridges are to reduce food waste and foster a spirit of sharing locally within communities. Um, Clearly, and especially in the wake of the pandemic, there's dire kind of need around food at the moment. And there's a shocking number of Britons that are suffering from food poverty. And we don't see uh, food waste as a solution to food poverty or vice versa. For us, community fridges are really about strengthening communities, bringing people together and supporting household resilience through access to wider skills. Very practically, um, they differ as community fridges. Um, they they tend to offer quite different types of food from a food bank. They deal with fresh fruit and veg, largely bread, things that would have a best before date, but not a use by date that might come from householders when they've got a glut in their gardens or local retailers. Um, for anyone that's ever used a food bank you're, or been to a food bank, you'll know that they tend to have a lot of non-perishable items, tins and things. So the foodstuffs are very different and clearly unpredictable when you're dealing with food waste so we certainly wouldn't want anyone to be getting their weekly shop from the community fridge um, as you you wouldn't get a full nutritious package and I think the kind of key thing really to emphasize is that community fridges are open to everyone regardless of means Uh, they're really about reducing food waste getting people to come together share a laugh share some recipes share some food and meet members of their community that all sounds brilliant and, and a really great addition to what the co-op already does. Um, certainly in, in my area where I'm a member pioneer, we have um, collections for, uh, as you say, food that, that can't go into fridges um, in some of our funeral care um, homes. And we've got our food share set up. So um, this is just another great addition. So, um, Ed, I know we're looking to add 100 new fridges to that network. How are we getting on with uh, what we're looking to achieve? That's great timing for this question because we've just launched our 50th community fridge at Lancaster West. We're working with Hubbub and the uh, W11 neighbourhood team uh, to be able to do that. It was a a big celebration uh, bringing in local community chefs and sharing their recipes and skills that they're bringing to the community. So the fridge is a place to bring all of us together. Um, I'm also pleased to be able to say that we've just finished the shortlisting for that next batch to get us up to 100 community locations. And it's been really exciting seeing all of the different community organisations come forward, showcase uh, their skills, their talents and the experience of communities to bring people together around food. So very soon we'll be able to say more about those locations. That's absolutely fantastic. And I know the um, event um, was a great success and sort of loads of activities, um, live chefs and things like that, loads of things for the community to get involved in. So um, it, it, it's so much more than um, just somewhere to go and get some food, isn't it? It's really bringing the communities together. Absolutely. And as uh, Tessa has said, working with community fridges and with Hubbub is about real celebration, about sharing food that anyone can be involved We're involved with Hubbub and with Community Fridges because we agree that no one one should be hungry, that everyone has a right to food 
and if everyone has a right to food, it doesn't matter about your background, uh, where you come from, um, it matters that we are helping to work together and move to help everyone have access to food. So um, if anybody who's listening to this then wants to find out if there is a community fridge in their area or perhaps even if there isn't, try and set one up, um, where's the best place to go to find out that information? Uh, if you go onto our website, Cooperate, um, that will give uh, you detail on what happened in and around the 50th food launch and in our partnership with Hubbub. Um, we're using that site to help link together both um, community fridge host organisations and other organisations which are involved in access to food and supporting the mission. So please do have a look there, as well as seeing what's happening in your area. There's an opportunity um, to be able to share more about what other groups are doing as well. So please do go and have a look. Um, yeah, the Cooperate website is a fantastic resource um, for people, for local groups um, to both get involved with what's already going on in their area and put a shout out for volunteers and um, just really to, to get involved and, and join us in what we're doing all over the UK. So these community fridges are fantastic initiative, fantastic idea. Um, and it's a really great thing for us here at the co-op to get involved with. Um, it's, it really links into um, some of the, the, the bigger work that we're doing across the country. Absolutely. So the um, the community missions are focused on making things fairer for communities as part of our wider vision response, which is cooperating for a fairer world. And we're trying to do that through our colleagues, um, with our members and communities, and also for our planet as well. So when we look at those pieces together, Hubbub were a, a, almost a perfect partner because actually coming together around community fridges is helping to address issues around uh, food, bringing people together and creating food security. It's also helping to address climate change by reducing waste. Um, but actually, when you get people together, you get that sense of uh, people overcoming isolation and particularly kind of hopefully coming out of this pandemic. The idea of people sharing and the idea of gathering around at feast um, is something which is really exciting about our community fridge, that people are coming together, sharing their skills sharing their food and their background, their recipes, and a community fridge helps us to do that. It really links into those parts of our mission that have been given to us by our members. So as a co-op, we're addressing what our members have told us to in helping to bring cooperation together and cooperating for a fairer world. That's fantastic, Ed, and that, that really leads us nicely into um, our second topic of conversation today, which is World Mental Health Day. Um, that's coming up on the 10th of October. So if I can turn to you now, Liz. Um, Liz, can you tell us how the co-op are bringing communities together to support mental well-being? Well, as part of our vision for cooperating for a fairer world, access to um, better mental well-being is, is one of our missions. And in a normal year, um, research shows us that one in four of us will experience a mental health problem. So that's someone in every community, friendship circle and family. Um, obviously, the last 18 months have been anything but normal. And research has shown um, that the pandemic and all the associated restrictions have had a real significant impact on the nation's mental health with 
around 60% of adults and 68% of young people reporting that their mental health has got worse during lockdown. And one of the biggest ways we're responding to this and linking into World Mental Health Day is we're working with our national charity partners, MIND, SAMH, which is the Scottish Association for Mental Health and Inspire, to bring communities together to support mental well-being. Our, our aim is to try and make lasting change in mental well-being and we're developing um, and funding uh, com community services across the UK that help build resilience and um, individual and community well-being to support people so that they're supported earlier and they ne hopefully never need to access clinical or crisis support. The biggest way, as I've alluded to, it's a national charity partnership and with our co-op colleagues, members and customers, we're fundraising £8 million to help deliver those new services. Um, and we're going to be publishing research into the role of community and mental well-being and using that to advocate for public policy change to better support more communities outside of that. Alongside of this fantastic partnership, we're also mobilising our assets to support communities with their mental well-being through our local community fund, the fantastic work that our member pioneers do out there, our co-op academies, and the way that our business just responds as well. For example, supporting those who are bereaved through our funeral business. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, mental health and well-being affects every single one of us. Now, £8 million, that's a huge amount of money. How are we getting on so far with that? Well, I'm really excited to tell you that we've actually just reached um, £6 million, which is absolute phenomenal effort from our colleagues. And over the next year, we'll be holding more fundraising weeks to help us achieve that target of £8 million from Mind, Sam H and Inspire. And I really just want to take a few seconds to tell you how we got there, because our colleagues have done amazing things. They've, they've done it all from dressing up to washing cars holding fairs, fates and raffles. They've even battled other retailers for football in glory. I want to shout out co-op Stornoway, who um, in the great match between them and Tesco Stornoway, they won 8-3. So, you know, well done to those guys. You may have seen the blue smurf dressing up in some of our stores. We've had superheroes in one of our depots even had a Klingon getting involved. They've really, really gone the extra mile. We've had some funeral care colleagues just last week do um, the Torquay, Torquay Half Marathon. Um, we've got colleagues at the moment cycling from Land's End to John O'Groats. And some of our colleagues have even gone even further and shaved their heads and got a tattoo of the Mind logo, which I wouldn't advocate for everyone, but it just shows you how amazing our colleagues are to help us get to that total. And it really will help us make a difference for communities and um, improving in their resilience and, and melt and well-being. And it isn't just our colleagues, members and customers that have helped us get there. Over the last year, 16 of co-op suppliers have also together donated 375,000 to Mind, Sam H and Inspire. So we've got slightly less than 2 million to go now, but with the amazing support of our colleagues, we will definitely get there and make a huge difference. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you so much to everybody who's been involved with that. So what types of services have been funded so far through the partnership? So we... Um, We've been working together with our partners and we aim to support a minimum of around 10,000 people to improve their resilience and mental well-being through around at least 40 new community services across the UK. So, so far, we've had um, 12 pilot services that have been up and running and that's supported over 3,000 people. And it's helped a kind of a wide range of different um, experiences because they're kind of bespoken to meet the needs of that the particular community that they're operating in so we've helped young people build their coping skills we've helped the bereaved uh, connect back in with their community and others we've helped people from lgbtq plus backgrounds support put themselves and one another we um 
We've got a further 16 services that are currently in the process of being set up across the UK and more launching in October as, as the funds are, are, are raised. And as I've sort of alluded to there, you know, the services are all different in different locations, um, but they're all across the UK. Uh, they all have the same aim of trying to build resili- community resilience, individual resilience, and then work towards well-being. Um, and and they operate in different ways. So we've had things from um, very community choirs, um, counselling services for young bereaved people. Um, there's all sorts of things in there, but we work together with our partners to kind of have a real collaborative approach to hope to, to meet the needs that are out there. So 10th of October, World Mental Health Day. Uh, what can people do then um, to support what we're doing here at Co-op and our, our partnership with those fantastic charities? Well, one of the biggest things is, you know, looking after your own well-being and those around you and even you know a small change or small improvement to your well-being can really help you manage your mental health so in the first instance we're wanting people to you know look after themselves seek support if they need seek support if they need it and even those little things like connecting with others exercising learning new things can make a massive difference um you can download our be kind to your mind guide which has lots of ways to help and support your own and others mental well-being and you can access that at co-op.co uk forward slash charity partnership um, you can also obviously support our charity partnership with mind sam h and inspire through making a donation at the till in store or via your co-op delivery basket but all of that helps us fund these new services across um, the uk to help us again cooperate for a fair, fairer world and help everyone that have access to good mental well-being and furthermore, if anybody, any colleagues listening to this want any help and advice or support with any fundraising that they may have planned, they can reach out to the helpline, which is um, co-op at mind.org.uk for lots of help and advice um, out there as well. So thank you for everybody, um, everything that everyone's doing. And, you know, do look after yourselves as well. Um, this World Mental Health Day, because your well-being is one of the most important things. That's fantastic. I know there's lots of resources online, as you say, lots of resources for co-op colleagues. Um, I've seen lots of things on, on social media um, from our store colleagues, uh, funeral care, um, other fellow member pioneers who are um, getting out and about and uh, taking part in these fantastic um, challenges and, and fundraising and, and dressing up. And, and it's, it's just brilliant. So um, if you go on social media and, and, and find your local uh, member pioneers, um, I'm sure you'll find uh, lots and lots of uh, inspiration there as well for ways to get involved. So thanks ever so much for everyone joining us today. This podcast will be monthly. So look out for October's issue, where we'll be speaking to Jackie Belcher, who will share news of our new partnership with the Youth Endowment Fund. And we'll hear from Andy Mortimer about Co-op Foundation's Lonely Not Alone campaign.